What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Flyover Sports Podcast. I am your host, Christopher Tenpenny, joined by my co-host, Drew Clifton. Drew, what's up, my man? Not too much, Chris. Chris, this is a Kansas City sports podcast, right? Yes, sir. And uh, in the past, we've been fairly critical of uh, certain sections of the Kansas City Chiefs fan base, right? What'd you say? Yeah. Yeah? All right. Well, in that time, I feel like we've been critical of the ones that are like, get angry at bandwagoners, or or for, that's like the first example I can think of. But I have a, I have a new bone to pick um, with these Kansas City Chiefs fans. It's these... I don't care how bad the Kansas City Chiefs have been in the past, man. You know, I like oh, I, I don't talk about before Patrick Mahomes or before Andy Reid and be like, well, you know, don't take this for granted or whatever. And the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday came out and laid a brick and showed terrible effort and absolutely embarrassed themselves at home, in my opinion. And they deserve all the criticism that they get. I don't think that they're a bad team. I don't think this defines them as a team. But they deserve to take their licks. Would you agree? See, I mean, three I turnovers on three possessions. It, I literally had to. I turned off my TV on the third one, and I turned it back on because yeah, I just but, I couldn't watch it anymore. I mean, that is not. You've gone yeah, to this. It's diff, it's it reminds me so much of the Warriors in basketball of just taking for granted the first handful of the hand games of the season and not performing to the level that you are capable of. And it bothers me. And I don't and I don't I don't care that the Chiefs were bad at one point and now they're not that's not what the Patriots fan that's not what the Patriots fans base will do. And not to give them any roses. But you're not gonna if you're gonna come out and play poorly after playing poor like giving away a game the week before, then you deserve the criticism of how can hell do you turn the ball four times against a not very good defense of the Chargers? Yeah, I mean, again, again, I, I don't know if I'm going to argue with you about the licks or you know the, the the criticism and everything they're taking right now, but we've seen this team do that in, in playoff games before. Like, I know. You know it wasn't it wasn't all turnovers, but look at the Texans game with a similar kind of level of quarterback and yet they're able to come back so it didn't work this time it, it, it they, it's an unhealthy way to play football it is that's, an unhealthy way to play football I will and that's the only that. way they play football and it's incredibly frustrating that it's such a talented team and it's such a like new thing that we're getting to watch and they don't put away teams they don't play as good ever they always play exactly to their competition yeah but again Okay, my biggest thing is, so yes, in the last two weeks, the Kansas City Chiefs have made a lot of mistakes. They've turned the ball over, are we at six times? Six times in, in two games, they've uh, come out, and they're one and two. And they lost by one score games to quality football teams. I mean, a one-point loss at Baltimore, a six-point loss to Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Like, if I told you this team, at, before the year stuff, I told you this team was going 13-4, and four, and two of their losses were one score games to Baltimore and the Chargers. Would you would you do a double take? Would you be surprised? Would you be upset? No, it's just those games happen to be back to back to each other. So it feels like the sky is falling. Well, it also it's not we're not losing because of the flaws of the past team. It's not like our offensive line the new offensive line is performing poorly. 
Yeah. Although Lucas Niang did get worked, but that's Joey Bosa. A lot of a lot of right tackles get get worked by Joey Bosa. Certainly. Fine. That's what, it's whatever. <laughs> All I know is that it shouldn't. It feels like a nightmare watching the Chiefs play football right now. Like it doesn't. Every time they make a big play or or any in their round tacklers, I just like okay. Well, I, I have no faith right now that they're going to be able to maintain a drive without making a mistake. And because it, it's it's it was so close last year to being this, like because you know they barely win games. They oh that's just been their consistent thing, and you don't think that's a problem. I don't. It's not an actual problem. They're winning football games in those situations, but it's horrible for the health of Chiefs fans and me. And now it's just flipping on the a flip. It's just like that slight edge that they had over teams is going away. Or it's not going away, but it has gone away in these last two games. And that's all it takes for us to lose football games. Because it's so close all the time. Right. You're right. Why and is it so close? <laughs> you know, it's, that has been a question we've talked about for a while. I think they're, what, 1-12 and in their last 13 games against the spread. So, clearly. Why? It's so crazy. It's like it's a football team that's amazing, right? That we are having this podcast right now because of how good the Chiefs have been in the last three years. That's why we're here. Like that's what brought us together to have this podcast. And at the same time, it's the most treacherous watching event of any sports team I've ever followed. Because <laughs> even when they're the best team in the NFL, you're like every single week is going to come down to the end. Yeah, I mean, the last and, time they killed a team, it was the Jets, and it was like one of the worst football teams of all time. Right, and they're terrible this year too. So I don't know; it's just baffling, and it's hard. It's hard on me. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying because it's win or loss. You know, the last two, even if they're three and zero, and they pulled those two wins out, it's still tugging on the heart a little bit like they yeah, have been what for is a going on why can't you beat teams like beat them well again I think we talked about this the schedule was I think very very much underrated by a majority of the fan base and I don't know how that's possible but I sure. felt like when talking to a lot of fans and listening to a lot of other talk radio or podcasts about the Chiefs the 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 front of the schedule was not talked about like it should have been and we knew we knew that there was a possibility this team was going to drop two or three games in its first six or seven just if they didn't come out strong just because of the quality of opponents and that's where we're at right now they came out strong that's my problem they look fine right like they make big plays they've had Kelsey had like probably the play of his career in the Ravens game. The Ravens didn't look good against the the Lions. The Browns have flaws as well. And the Chargers are the Chargers. And they finally, for the first time, they didn't charger it up against the Chiefs. And uh, like they're, my biggest problem is that they, we've been in all these games. We should have won all of them. Obviously, Correct. we did win the Browns. They definitely should have won the Ravens game. They definitely should have won the Chargers game. Like even... Like they were driving on all three of those turnovers. They missed points for sure on all three turnovers. So like at least, I don't know, four, 17 points, let's say, uh, on those drives. And then they had a chance to win the game even after all the turnovers and they still weren't able to do it in, on a turnover. So 
like they should it, all of these games. It's like the the Vikings, except we're the Chiefs, so the, it's not acceptable, or not even not acceptable. It's 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 more concerning when we aren't right. winning these games. Like we should be three and zero. Yeah, yeah, and, and here's the other part level of this. So obviously, anytime you turn the ball over four times, it's nearly impossible to win in the NFL, especially if it's a it's a plus four turnover margin between right. the other team. She still had an opportunity to win that game, but the other level to it is teams are playing the Chiefs completely different this early in the season than they're playing anybody else. Now, yeah, I think I this that. new head coach of the Chargers is going to be aggressive, and he may play other teams very similar to how he did with the Chiefs with going forward on fourth down, going forward in fourth and nine after you take a penalty. That's crazy. I don't know if there's any other coach in the league that would have called that move after after they got the false start or whatnot so a lot of a lot of credit to him but we saw what the ravens and john harbaugh did in week two fourth and one in their own territory go for it because they felt like if they punted it they were going to lose if they had punted that football it would have been the most criticized play in the season correct correct i'm not saying especially if they would have lost i'm not saying that's not True, I'm just saying that, there's, that was a lot a, of, there's a lot of teams and in a lot of competitive games that in week one from their own 40, 45, whatever it was, they're punting that football. And the Ravens didn't because they're playing the Chiefs. The Browns in the first half of week one went for it in the red zone on fourth down, I think twice in the first half. I'm just saying that we, you know, these moves are becoming more acceptable and we are seeing them more frequently in the NFL. We're not seeing them in week one, week two, week three on on those kind of critical plays. Like, it's just how you how coaches have approached playing the Chiefs and the Chiefs need to adjust to it somehow. I mean, I don't know how because, right. again, it's due to turnovers and the offense can't control what the other team's offense does on fourth down. I don't know. This defense, this defense is not good enough to keep – to stop teams – on three downs, let alone four. Exactly. So something has to happen. Something needs to be cleaned up because teams are going to consistently go forward on fourth down against the Chiefs. And as of right now, I think only they've only failed once. I think the Browns failed right. once, and that's the only time that the, that the Chiefs have stopped another well, team. And that's down. the problem is that there's it's a, a balance, right? It's good if they're going on fourth down because they're sc- not good, but it makes more. It's better for us if they're going on fourth down because they're scared of the offense. But right now they're going on fourth down because they they know the Chiefs don't can't stop anything on fourth down. They they have no ability to stop short yardage to medium yardage plays. Right, I think I I don't think you can say it's because of one or it's because of the other. I think it, it's a it's a I think it's a balance, but I think it's leaning toward defense right now, which is why they're losing. I don't think the defense played terribly against the Chargers. No, Only of twenty four points, they you came know, or 30 out. points, I guess, yeah. at the end. But they came out and were obviously playing with some type of fire lit under their head. They were right. tackling hard. They were hitting really hard. They're wrapping up. They looked different, and then they the the offense were like, "Thanks for coming out and showing up, but we're gonna sh- totally." <laughs> Totally shit a brick and turn the ball over three times and you you will stop them on one drive even and, mm-hmm. and like make so making sure they don't get points off of that turnover but you can't do it three times in a row and expect much. Right, and it felt like again I don't I don't know if this is true but when Fenton when uh, Eckler tried to hurdle Rashad Fenton right and gave him a concussion with the knee to the helmet and he came out of the game I. 
obviously Rashad Fenton's not like a game changer for the Chiefs. He's the third or fourth best corner. But you were already down. The Chiefs were already down Shaverius Ward. As soon right. as Fenton went out the game and you had to play Hughes and you had to play Baker like a lot, uh, a lot of snaps, the Chiefs were cooked. <laughs> like Mike Williams cooked Mike Hughes. Yeah, every play, and and again, that's not because that's I don't. It's hard to blame Mike Hughes because again, he's the third or fourth corner. Right, and Mike but the Williams Chiefs, is one of the best wide receivers, in and the Mike NFL. Williams is one of the best athletic deep ball wide receivers in the NFL. So it's like it's hard to blame him completely. But I think that's another underrated move we're not talking about. Ward was already out, and again, Ward and Fitton are not are not world breakers, but they're still guys that you have faith in, and you lose one to start the game and one halfway through the game. That completely changed the defense for for Kansas City as well. So there's some health issues. Willie Gay's coming back. Hopefully this week it hasn't been confirmed, but that was the that's the speculation. Frank Clark, I mean, even if he's not putting up stats, he's got to be on the field. He's he's better he's better on the field than not on the field. I don't care what you're paying him. So get him back again. There are some some health issues on this defense right now that I think could come back and maybe make them a little better. I just need to be like 18th, 17th ranked defense in the league, and I'll be happy. Not the worst. They through the first two weeks, what they were the worst defense in the league, right? And then they came out. My biggest thing is that they wasted such a like they they kind of felt the heat and showed up a little bit in the first quarter, and the offense just was like, no, we're definitely losing this game. Yeah, yeah. Who are you more upset about, Marcus Camp or, or Patrick Mahomes? Oh, Patrick Mahomes by okay, a thank far you. margin. Thank I, I was, you. I was in a terrible mood on Sunday. I went to bed early. I didn't <laughs> skip work, but I went to bed early. I was not in a. I was real, real down about it. Um, I hate losing the first game of the, like when we go at noon because it really just man it, it affects. I become like an anti football fan. I, I don't know. I mean, why are we playing the sport, concussions, et cetera, for like the next hour after that? But I was in a real bad mood. And I was, and my fiance was like, what's going on? And I was like, blame Patrick. I mean, I, I don't know what I'm supposed <laughs> to do. You, we should go to Mission, Kansas and talk to him if his baby's not crying. We can oh my God. have a little play date and we'll have a sit down. But yeah, and it was the first time ever in his career that I was so frustrated with Patrick Mahomes. See, I think he really only had two bad plays, and it was the it was the two tr- interceptions. Yeah, but and, why are you trying so hard, man? Why are you Carson Wentz and it all oh over my, it? Like, yeah, it yeah. Was, that's all three of his interceptions have been Carson Wentz. He's that regressed is, into the season. He's still a like top, obviously two quarterback in the NFL right now. Right, but he right. has regressed a little bit this season, which is crazy. Yeah, well, you you, you almost got to put a three next to because obviously. Obviously, Aaron's always there, but sure. With the way Josh Allen's starting to play again, and what he saw last year, I mean, it's Josh Allen working his way into that conversation. If, if Patrick, keeps, okay, well, let's just say top five, field. yeah, like anywhere in the top five at a given, at a given week, he, I'm just he should saying, be the number one quarterback in the NFL every right, week. right, right. No, no, I'm I'm not ready. With these after, weapons, after a couple bad picks, a couple weeks, I'm not ready to drop him from one either. I'm just saying, no, like, I mean, Josh he's Allen's got two Hall of Famers. Let's be real, right. He's two all of hammers. Who else has that? Who else has that? You've got Tampa Bay. Baker, maybe? I don't know. Tampa Bay has two Hall of Famers. Probably, right? Gronk and, Gronk and Evans. Evans, right? Yeah, just maybe what, even Mike Antonio Evans Brown, like- if you want to just take away his off the field stuff, but he wasn't even there this week. Right. And then you definitely yeah, Aaron Rodgers doesn't. He's got one. But, he's got one. He's yeah. got, well, I mean, Aaron Jones is pretty young, but it's tough for run. He's not. Oh, eight. yeah, that'd be he, 
He's not a. He's probably not a Hall of Fame running back. Though. No, you he won't get the numbers or the opportunity. Hall of Fame running back. Yeah, yeah that's true. for sure. But, but an but a very high level running back for sure. Yeah, but I mean, two of the defining players at their position for this generation are on the Chiefs team. When does Mahomes get that again? We'll see. Maybe you can replace it, but this there's no way you get better two better weapons ever in your career than at yeah. this moment. So yeah, don't waste never. it. Uh, the thing too about the the first interception is you you oh, saw just, you, oh, you go on Twitter and you see so many people defending Patrick Mahomes like he's this invincible, untouchable, perfect human. And it's like just because you're arguably the best quarterback in the NFL doesn't mean you can't do dumb shit. And why do you? There was no one around that receiver. Mitchell Schwartz was defending the play. Mitch Schwartz was on Twitter saying. Anyone mad about the no look doesn't know football because he was the reason that space was open because of the linebackers were watching his eyes. That no may have way. been true for the first. He was yeah, so go find open. The tweet. Yeah, that was true for the first part of the play. He sucked the linebackers up. There was so much time depth between yeah. the linebackers and Marcus Kip that if Patrick just looks at him, it's probably yeah. a touchdown. And if Marcus Kemp doesn't get in the end zone on that, we're having another discussion. But if he's a 12-year-old quarterback, he's getting screamed at by his dad. Just yeah. screamed at What are you doing? I know you saw it on TV, Patrick. I know you oh, saw it on TV. Gosh. I just – we're getting to this point as Chiefs fans, and clearly NFL NFL Chiefs fans too, because both Schwartz brothers were doing it. I just saw Mitchell's, Mitch Schwartz's tweets defending this guy at all costs, and it's like – You're passing guys, to a special teams. Guys, yes, yes. <laughs> like – Yes, he's in the NFL, and yes, he has receiver next to him. You're you're passing to a guy that nobody outside of Chiefs fans have heard of, right? So why? Like I'm the again, only person that catches that is Kelsey. Obviously, you don't throw it to that spot if it's Tyree Kill because he's like five foot two. But I, like, there's nobody else catching well, that football. Tyreek did it in the Super Bowl. Sure, maybe Tyreek catches the football. I mean, I just well, like, no, I'm, no, I'm is just he in that position? He's never going to be in that position that wide open over the middle. I'm just um, saying Tyreek had that same kind of play happen to him in the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. Where Patrick – when the 49ers won, the first one, but, where he, Patrick threw behind him and the ball popped up and it was intercepted. That right. one, I don't mind blaming Tyreek a little bit because sure. you're supposed to be this, this you know, top five wide receiver. And you have unbelievable hands. Like, right. But Marcus Kemp, sorry if, it, sorry if it hits your hands. It was an ugly and poorly placed pass. I am blaming 90% of that. On the number one quarterback in the NFL. And let's just be honest, last year, I think it was Patrick Mahomes who led in, like, should have been interceptions or whatever they're called. Nah, nah, nah. That's such a weak. Did you, have you seen what was considered dropped interceptions? Oh, I don't know. All I know is that last year that ball gets dropped. That was an incredible, <laughs> incredible catch. Oh, my gosh. They, so many of those dudes on the Chiefs thought it was an incompletion. Really? Like the fact that nobody even came over to tackle him. Right, right. I mean, gosh, Asante Samuels Jr. It was an incredible catch, and that—that's the difference. Is we've been living on the edge of like, of like, just what does it take for the Chiefs to lose? Because I mean, we'll play the okay. Falcons terribly, but I mean, all it takes is just a couple of those kinds of plays, a fifty-fifty balls, and to go our go to not go our way, which they have been for three years of his career, right? Um, and it didn't go this time, and that's what happened. Right, you're a lot more skies, not skies on, but you're a lot more down on this, these last two weeks than I am. I still, I'm down on that performance. I'm totally open for the rest of the year for us to perform well. But I, it was at home, man, at Arrowhead. Like 
respect your Chargers, spot. man. It's the Chargers. There's one thing that you should know as a Chiefs fan. It doesn't matter how good the Chiefs are, how bad the Chargers are, or anywhere in between. That's going to be a close game. Of Have course you- it's going to be a close game, but they didn't play. It wasn't close because they played. both teams played spectacularly. You know, like it was. I really think that it would have been a pretty like it wouldn't have been close if they had just, you know, covered up. I mean, obviously the Tyreek Hill play was like just an incredible defensive play uh, on that fumble, just to spike it like that. But still, right. that linebacker made two plays like that. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but I'm a. I still think this team has like a huge ceiling and a way better floor. But how uh, many more games are they losing? With we got the two, Bills so. in the Bills in two weeks. All right, the two toughest games left, in my opinion, are Bills and Packers. Obviously, those are four games. I think. Yeah, I think thirteen and four is is a minimum at this point. No, no, no. I think they're six losses. Oh, you know. think they're losing four more? Yeah. Let's look at the schedule. That may that, that doesn't probably win the division, does it? Yeah. No, I don't think so. This team this division's incredible. Like the Chiefs fans should be worried about making the playoffs. The team, one of the teams currently on top. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah, it should be. Like it should be in the back <laughs> of your head. It should about be in the them back missing of your head. the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Because they lost to two playoff teams by one score games. It's not going to happen. Are you but it's, kidding it's, it's me? It's not what, like you're in last place for the first time in, in six They're years. They're one and two. It's week three. Don't the care. The Patriots used to start two and two every season. I'm okay Brady. with this being played back at me and, and be like, oh, the Chiefs made the playoffs. Duh, Drew looks stupid. But like when we don't make the playoffs, <laughs> we'll play this back. And I'll be like, hey, I knew in week three. Oh, my. Like, I have a Who cousin. Who do you think that we could lose to the Raiders twice? We could lose to the Packers. We could lose to the Chargers twice. Broncos are undefeated. They've played zero teams. They've basically played college football teams. But I don't know. We could lose to the Bengals. It doesn't matter. If you oh, play like can, that, can the Chiefs lose. lose to the Bengals? I and mean, week I guess. 17. I, <laughs> I guess. 16. I guess. I mean, if, if that's if that's where you're at on this team, no. man, losing to the Bengals. Um, no, what I'm saying is that like it doesn't matter week to week. You should every single week is like okay. It doesn't like I have no faith on the Chiefs to beat a team like substantially. The Chargers, right? yeah, but okay. So here's so here's where the 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 Chiefs end with so after their bye week twelve, so week thirteen with six games left, they play the Broncos twice. They get the Raiders, Chargers, Steelers, and Bengals. So four divisional games yeah. and two very easy AFC wins. Yeah, the, the Steelers are terrible. Yes, yes, and you're welcome for that. But Oh, big, big man on campus. <laughs> um, but anyway. The, Dancing so, on Ben Roethlisberger's so, grave right now. <laughs> I knew it. I knew the big man couldn't do it. Look at it, though. The the, the Chiefs' last six six games, they control their own destiny, it feels like. Four divisional games and two AFC games that they should win. Like, that's yeah. when we have to worry. Like, yes. obviously, if they don't win between now, then they're out of it. But if they win four to five games between now and week 11, and they have five wins. I mean, there's your six loss things, but they're like, which I don't think will happen because I think I think they'll beat the Eagles. They'll beat Washington. They should. They'll beat the Giants, and they should. Cowboys will be, be difficult. That's not well, be an easy game either. No, they're not. Playing the Bills, going to Tennessee, hosting the Packers, and going to 
Las Vegas and and hosting the Cowboys between now and and the bye. Those are again, those are not easy games, and we've talked about that. But they're better than all of those teams, except for maybe Green Bay when they're clicking. But we've seen Green Bay not click, and Green Bay is bad when they're not when they're not right. clicking. So, so that's that's where that's where you're at. We're at is the uh, the schedule goes. I I still think this is a thirteen and four, twelve and five team, dude. That's I, I think it's totally possible. But my biggest thing is that we could kill the Bills, kill the Titans, kill the Packers, and lose to like the Washington football team or something like that. Like. Yeah, but you need to sell, we need to sell that defense. I came in so high on Washington's defense three yeah, weeks in. They've been abysmal. Not, yeah, been abysmal. what I'm saying is that like it doesn't matter who it is if it's a professional football team in any given week. The Chiefs can be beat. Yeah, but when's the last time the Chiefs lost to a non-divisional, non-playoff team in the regular season? I mean, let's see. The Colts? Well, Colts I guess – I mean, I that always Colts game they is only lost two games last year, which it feels like they lost like 12. Right. They only lost two games to the Raiders and Chargers, so divisional games don't count. Right. Then – and in the year before that, their losses were to the Titans, the Packers, the Texans, and the – week five of 2019 is the last time the Chiefs lost to a non-divisional playoff team. I mean, I'm just saying Andy Reid definitely agrees with me. Like, he got put in the hospital. Like, I felt like I needed to go to the hospital. <laughs> Oh um, after this last game, and I mean, he agrees. Oh man, hey, that's how they're playing. It's a hospital. It's, it's hospital passes and hospital games. It's good to see Big Red wasn't in for very long no. ago. It's more precautionary than actual than actual cause, but still not something. I think it was a shock. How the hell did Patrick Mahomes play? Throw poorly? two bad picks. Throw two bad. Throw right. two bad interceptions. So, do you know what we haven't talked about? while we're ranting about does this one and two chiefs team is maybe arguably the biggest news for them of the week. They, they signed Josh Gordon. Oh yeah. They big s- news. Awesome. <laughs> You're not very high on that one I either. No man. How, I mean, it's weed. <laughs> he just can't stop smoking weed, dude. It's like Stay off the weed. <laughs> I mean, not to say like, I'm not like my biggest, I, like I understand that that's an addiction thing, but it's everywhere around him. Obviously it, that's so hard to stay off of. And he never does when he's playing NFL football because he probably uses it to, like, deal with pain and stuff and whatever. So right. I don't know. He could be gone in two weeks. Right. But the NFL has adjusted their, their marijuana rules. Oh, now, right. I don't yeah. know if that if that applies to – No, it shouldn't a, because he's in the – Josh Gordon. Right. Because he's, he's in, in the, the, the Pat McAfee thing. He's in the <laughs> whatever they call it. Because like. Pat McAfee is the only one that talks about it. Right, but. yeah. I know what you're saying, the the drug protocol where they, yeah. where they knock on his house at any time. And it doesn't day. matter what it is. You can't even drink. Right. So right. Uh, so I don't know. It probably doesn't matter there. But, like, also, he's not as good anymore. I mean, that showed out when he was on the Seahawks. Did it? I think so. Because he went to the Patriots after that and balled out. But I thought he was, I thought it was Patriots then Seahawks. Was it? Did I? Do I have, I think I that's have my backwards. order wrong? Yeah, it, I do have my order. Yeah, off. yeah. No, he was not as good on the Seahawks as he was on the Patriots. I don't know. He still averaged 20 yards of reception. With six receptions before his suspension. Seven receptions. Yeah. Seven receptions. I was being hyperbolic. <laughs> I was being hyperbolic, Chris, and he, he had, only had seven receptions. He had seven. Re- well, he only started one game. I he, had 11 exactly. tar- he only had 11 targets. It's not like dudes that have issues come here and get like a ton better. They usually have some issues here. I'm just 
Yeah, and again, and I mean, everything you're saying is is a fair is fair, and if you if Chiefs fans aren't prepared for him to do absolutely nothing as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, that's fair expectation because he hasn't played. He's 30 years old now. He has a history of being suspended and not being able to. It's not a history. Comment. It's a career. It's a career, it's a career being it's a suspended. Career. But here's the thing. When he's on the field, the dude is electric. Like He's 6'3", sure. 230 or whatever he is, and can go and get the football. And that's all the Chiefs need. They need someone. Yeah. They need some big athletic receiver to at least make other defenses think about not doubling Tyreek every single – Tyreek, that's – last two weeks, Tyreek has been the focus of the Ravens and the Chargers to, hey, anybody but him. And, you know, Travis has been eaten. Travis has been off to an incredible start this year because of it. But it just shows how valuable Tyreek Hill is when if you take him out of the game and you take those big plays away, the Chiefs have to methodically move down the field. And when you have to do that, turnovers and risk of turnovers increase so having a guy like josh gordon who may give tyreek single coverage more more opportunities of single coverage i think that has value in it in itself yeah i agree i mean i'm just not gonna get my hopes up as yeah. every fan base should be when he comes to town right no no and i and i get that i get that until he's on the field for a stretch i mean he doesn't even i don't even need him to be here all year i would he's not like he's not playing this week right that's very no i don't think we'll see i i think it's very very optimistic to see him even suit up for the bills game next week because that's but i wouldn't put it past the chief just because of the how how important that game is right overall to at least have him suit up because again you don't need to know the playbook to be like hey josh go and run a fly route take the top try to take the top off the defense you know like you don't need to know the playbook to note to be able to do that five or six times a game but i don't know if if if, the, if we ever see him suit up regularly and actually be a a a focal point in this offense it probably won't be until week six week seven maybe even week eight i just the, I'm, I'm imagining the chiefs playbook isn't the easiest thing to understand and get the hang of so sure. but we may see him actually suit up before that it's just, I like I like that they went out and did something. It's it's a low risk, high reward kind of move, and and I'm okay with that. Yeah, for sure. I forgot he was six three. I mean, we always need some height. We're right. so short. Right. Always need some height. I mean, Byron Pringles, your hot, tallest wide receiver, and and he's the least athletic of your, of your group. Right. So, but you want to get to the rest of the NFL from week three. I got power rankings, man. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's okay. Do power rankings. And this, we'll this, talk al- about. <laughs> this always, this always gets us into talking about other things. It it is still hard to to rank these teams. You know, like I I dropped the Seahawks this week, one and two, looked sure, ugly. Sure. I they dropped them this the, week. They lost to what was the twenty fourth worst team last week, right? Right. With Minnesota. <laughs> right. So I had to drop them, even though I still think they're. I'm sure the conversations are very similar in Seattle as they are in Kansas City right now. Not, you know, the expectations weren't quite as high, but they still have Russell Wilson as as quarterback. So I imagine that it's been a very 
stressful couple of weeks. In, yeah, uh, I'd say Seattle. maybe more stressful. Right, right. So, okay, because they may actually be the worst team in there. Yeah, they might. They might be the team that people think that the talking heads of the national media think that the Chiefs are. Right, right, exactly. So at number ten, I've got the Browns. I, I wow. just, they, they just. I know they're two and one, and their one loss is to the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just there's just something off. Like when you watch them, they yeah. you know what I'm saying though. Their defense isn't what we thought it was going to be. We, we thought that they had all these pieces and they were going to be, they were going to be this great team. But I just there's just something missing for me. I think they could. They're still probably going to win that division, but the the tenth spot was hard because I it was up between like the Cowboys the the Ravens and the Browns and I think the Browns are obviously better out of those three so I went ten Browns nine Raiders man they're they're legit they actually I know they tried to Raider it last week but they still have two overtime wins against two I guess I guess the Steelers win isn't really quality but a qual you know it was when they won it was when they won. Um, I just I, I think they're out of between the Raiders and the Broncos. If I'm going to have a three and O team of them on on this list, it's definitely the Raiders. Derek Carr's playing out of his mind, so respect there. Cardinals at eight, which I know seem probably seems a little low. It's but they're they're balling out. They're three and O for a reason. Again, they should probably be two and one because the Vikings. I, I, the Vikings are making. Are the Vikings have made feel. Uh, feel couple made field goals away for being on it. They also the Browns in OT and a missed field goal to the Cardinals. Sure. Like Arizona Cardinals are better to call them the cocaine Cardinals because they're so like there's a rush when you bet them because you know it's coming down to the end. So right, I understand right. that being an eight. Right, yeah. They're just a hard team to really get a gauge on. Seven is the Chargers. I really wow. like I really like I I told my wife during the game and I probably shouldn't say this because uh, it's a divisional opponent. I was like if I was just born with no with no like not in kansas city and had no bias and had any choice of any team to be a fan of it probably would have been the chargers like i just i like their colors i've liked most of their players outside of philip rivers who i probably would have liked more if i wasn't a chiefs fan i i just i like the chargers and i hate saying that but i I love herbert i love i love derwin i love derwin james i love keenan allen even i love how he's kind of got that you know he's kind of an asshole a little bit like Eckler, you know, I just, I really like the Chargers. I think they're a good football team. I've got them at seven. I don't need to explain it to myself. Six is the 49ers. They should have beat the Packers, but they didn't. So they're six and the Packers are five. Four is the Bills. They're a block punt away from being three. No, I know that week one loss looks bad. And and I've heard people say there needs to be an investigation on how the Bills lost to the Steelers. But again, special teams plays make, make, Games go weird, and that's what happened, I think, in week one. Josh Allen looks legit again after a slow start early on. He was a monster last week. Three is the Chiefs, and that seems high because they're one and two, but I'm just looking at these teams, and I can't convince myself today that those teams below them are without a doubt better than Kansas City. Yes, they're one and two. Yes, they lost to one of the teams below them in the Chargers, but there's just too much talent, too much history. If they lose to the Bills and they're two and three, then I'll probably start to drop them. But as of right now, I they're still the third best team. Two's Bucks, and obviously, without a doubt, the Rams are the best team in the NFL right now. What is this? I see a bunch of yellow people around me. What is going on? It's a Simpsons. It's a Homer. You got a Homer alert around here. You got a Homer. Are you kidding me? The number three team in the NFL. Are you serious? After what we've seen so far, that's crazy talk. 
Talk to Vegas. Oh my goodness. We, Yo, uh, okay. Vegas still has the Chiefs as the as the AFC favorite. Yeah, because they're trying to make money. They know people are 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 are. You're right, because the Rams on the NFC side is they're throwing away Rams and Bucks on as on the NFC side is throwing away money. They're just trying to catch people's money. Uh, it's, <laughs> uh, I, so if you look, here's the uh, the cumulative. Hey, how bad list is it? How bad the is it? Okay, <laughs> Reddit. The Reddit list doesn't mean It's not that. a Reddit list. It's not just Reddit list. It's the cumulative list of oh. all the rankings. So it's like Washington Post, Sports I'm Network. going off my eyeballs more than anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your eyeballs of like trained to the Kansas City Chiefs screen uh, during that, that I game. I go back and watch I a lot of the games. But they should not be at three. Okay, here we go. The cumulative list is San Francisco at 10. Kansas City at nine. Baltimore at eight. Las Vegas, seven. Green Bay at six. Cleveland at five, Arizona at four, Buffalo at three, Tampa Bay at two, and the Rams at one. And the Chargers at 11, and the and Dallas is at 12. So so they have the Ravens in the top 10 that yes. did a 66-yard field goal to beat the, the Lions. Yeah. And and a fourth and one to beat the the Chiefs that apparently, I would are, take are, out Baltimore. apparently are the ninth best team. See, these lists just – these key of the lists don't mean jack to me because, okay. again – the Ravens are, are a 66-yarder away from being 1-2, and two, and then they're nowhere close to the list. At least the Chiefs' two losses are against teams that have, are against teams that have respect, you know, and, and, and I know we're just talking about Baltimore being lower if they lose to the Lions. I get that, but that was in Baltimore on primetime with the narratives and everything going on. So, And the Chiefs had that game won if it wasn't for a fumble. I just – you can't <laughs> – <laughs> I just it just how are the Chargers eleventh and the Ravens nine when the Chargers eight they're eight or eight yeah when <laughs> when the Chargers Chargers beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead by more points than the Ravens did in and they, and then the and then the other the loss to the Cowboy for the Cowboys or is for the Chargers is the Cowboys a team right behind? I don't. I just these cumulative rankings don't make any sense to me. And I'm not saying my list is perfect because it's far sure. from not. It's clearly a homer well, a little bit with three. You, but I'm not going to logic. Do, I'm not going to like Washington Post has Kansas City at the at 14. CBS oh has them at God. 12. See, uh, that's what's killing it. ESPN like. has 11. Um, 538, the numbers one is has them at four. That's the highest that they get. Where's the fan power ranking? Where the the people of, of Reddit rank? It? They don't have it ranked yet. Uh, oh, it's like blank on my screen. Gotcha. For some reason. Um, but yeah. So I mean, obviously it's a reaction, but to to keep them. I mean, you moved them down one. That's good. At least you moved them down. I moved him down two. I still had him one last. Oh week. right, you had him at one last. Week, I right? had him at one. Homer <laughs> alert, God for sure. You're, hey, like, you can't you, be a fan of your own team. Fair. What are you doing? You're what as much a fan of the Chiefs as you are an enemy of the the Steelers, dude. And that's how we feel. Right? I sent you that picture too. What? Yeah. I I was again. I and you know what's f- even funnier is I'm probably taking the Jaguars tonight to beat the Bengals, even though the Bengals are two and one and beat the, the Steelers last night. No, yeah, the. Bengals should never be favored by over a touchdown to beat anybody. So that's yeah. the biggest problem. Right, exactly, exactly. So, but, again, I just, I don't, I'm not as much as sky is falling as everyone else. I think if this stretch happens, when the Chiefs are, you know, if they were 4-1 and one and now they're, and then they went to 5-3, and three, it's not as big of a talking point because of the two teams they lost to. All right. It's just when it happened in the season. Are so you going to be... 
with me freaking out when we lose at lose in Philadelphia next week. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. If the Chiefs lose in Philly, okay. Any any concerns you have, any okay. any playoff, you know, doubt that you that's all all will be will be uh, justified at that point. I just don't think we're quite at the point to where it's justified because the same damn team that went to the Super Bowl last year, out, obviously outside of the offensive line. But most people consider the offensive line at least better, if or at minimum, a draw. So again, the rest of the team is the same, unless you really think Brashad Breeland and an injured Sammy Watkins was that impactful that it could turn a Super Bowl team into a non-playoff team. That's where I'm at. That's why I don't not worried about it. Right. Yeah, They're just not playing like that. It's right. weird. Right. And I think they will, and I think they still shown enough flashes of it. I mean, it's again, I don't think an Andy Reid football team is going to be turnover turnover prone all 17 weeks i just think they're in a rough little stretch and it just happens to be at the beginning of the season all right who do you think is going to be the best quarterback from this rookie draft from this rookie class after this week of like the maybe historically worst rookies session ever you know I think it's going to be Justin Fields, and again, we, wow. he looked. I, Trevor well, Lawrence it's not nose diving into the. Oh into my the gosh! Game. Yeah, you what? Weren't you pretty high on Trevor too coming in? I mean, everybody was. Don't be uh, throwing shade now. He was hyped the same amount as Andrew Luck. He was as lock number one as Andrew Luck and as Peyton Manning. That's his comps throughout uh, this time. Uh, so yeah, I was pretty high on Trevor Lawrence. I didn't, I didn't think there's any chance he was not good, and I didn't think just I think Justin Fields already doesn't look great. See, and it, I, I think the thing is, is both of their head coaches suck. No, for sure, it's not even who knows, right? Right, like like Zach Wilson is legit terrifying because he. I think even though some was a new coach, I think he's actually going to be a decent coach. So the fact that Zach Wilson right. sucks right now is very concerning if you're a Jets fan. But there's the stink, right, of the Jets organization. Like, Sam yeah. Darnold looks fine. <laughs> yeah, he does. He, he looks like, like he's he looks, a, like like a competent, 13th, 14th-ish best quarterback in the yeah. NFL. Like, yeah. And he was seeing ghosts, wow, was it, two years ago. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Exactly. That's, and that's Zach Wilson, they're all up in the air, but I'm just curious. So I'm, that's why Fields. I went with Justin Fields because I think I just you know everything I've seen about how that Bears game they had zero motions in that whole game. Sure, they had zero motions on the field. yeah yeah. Maggie like, should be fired. Yeah, like are you serious? That's same with the, same with the Eagles. Same, same with the Eagles and Jalen Hurts on the Cowboys on Monday night. They had zero motions throughout the entire. How Nagy ran the Chiefs' offense? Yeah how it, how does that even happen? Exactly. So he's so totally. Scared. There's a game planning thing, and and it's gotten. It was so bad that it's gotten to the point people are speculating that it was intentional to prove that Andy Dalton's the better option, right? Yeah, now. I heard that. That's an incredibly. Crazy I think that's. Yeah, I think that's theory. that's crazy as well. But I think cause mostly, I just think the better the the more likely outcome is that Nagy's a bad head coach. Yeah, if, if, if Andy Dalton's better than uh, <laughs> like is better than Fields at any moment. If his career, that's bad. Like if you if you really feel like you could win more games with or like put your franchise in a better place with Andy Dalton over Justin Fields, oof, you're in a bad spot. That's Doesn't why. I, I, so why I are you just, trying to prove that? 
Mm-hmm. I just think, I just think Justin Fields is at the end of it all. And it may be a few years, but that's who we're going to consider the best out of this rookie draft. Trey Lance is another Lance guy to is, keep that's, that's, that's the one I would have put my uh, yeah, my yeah. finger it's, on just because he's in the best situation. It's definitely between those two. And I think a betting man should probably go Trey Lance again, like what you said with the just situation and coaching staff. But from an athletic standpoint and just long term, I think I like Justin Fields' skill set a little bit more. But again, it's not good for you unless you're Herbert, I guess, to lose your your offensive coordinator and right in the beginning of your. Yeah, Herbert Herbert doesn't care. That dude just balls yeah. out. I mean, he's fun to watch. He he's fearless. He's uh he's on, he's, this is not a criticism. He feels a little bit on the spectrum to me, which is crazy to think about as a, a quarterback. Like he's so eclectic in his or not eclectic, he's so eccentric in his stoicism that it's it's almost abnormal. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, pretty good at the football right now. So, and there's no rookie class that's going to be a Justin Herbert from last no. year. No, I mean it would have already. <laughs> like, right, right. I mean it just sucks to go. In. If I'm having a son, right, and let's say uh, Drew Clifton has a son, and he somehow I don't know where he gets the spectacular talent yeah, for football, and just not uh, <laughs> not an offensive lineman type build, and becomes a quarterback. I am doing the Archie Manny thing. I've come full circle on that. I am not letting my dude go to a shitty organization. <laughs> I, I, my, my son. I'm not doing it. I'm not letting him get pummeled and tear his ACL in the fourth game like Burrow or have to go like deal with the NFL Jets, me, the, uh, the NYC Jets media when I'm right. terrible or anything like that. Um, it's just not going to happen. So I, I think I've come full circle on that. Yeah, and it's funny because how, how much – Archie was criticized for that. The funny yeah. thing is, though, is the Chargers at that time were kind of like the Jets and like the like the Bears and some of these other Jaguars, poor franchises. But Philip Rivers and, and Drew Brees, at, you know, I guess it was Drew Brees first and then Philip Rivers. Those right. guys turned that franchise around, sure. you know, with with the help of LT and Antonio Gates and Antonio Cromartie and Quentin Jammer and who else? They had Junior Seau and Rodney Harrison for a little bit. Like they had some guys on that on that Chargers teams that turned around so but if Jacksonville actually is capable of wasting this much raw talent and and, and oh, at the quarterback yeah. position you should lose your organization like you should lose what, your you franchise take, you, you should take London. it away from Jacksonville you and you send them to London and you change the name that is terrible no you cannot have a London team or some send them to London, send them to to Austin or something. I don't care. Wherever they were thinking about taking, sending the Buffalo Bills to. I don't, you know, like leave Jacksonville and take it away from Khan. Maybe give it to his son, um, who's running that other wrestling organization at this point. I don't know. Do something. You can't. What else do you want to give the Jacksonville Jaguars to help them succeed? Maybe not a a, a head. Uh, a college coach who has a pretty weird history. Other than that, what else can you give them? Right. Yeah. It's just every week I'm going to come on here and take away a city's franchise. Isn't, hasn't it been Jacksonville the last two weeks? It's, no, it's, I went to the Jets should lose their, their team. They're, you should not be a fan oh, of the yeah, Jets. It was Jets last week. Yeah. Was the Jets last you week. should not be a fan of the Jets if Zach Wilson's bad, man. Like <laughs> what are you, what are you expecting to change ever? Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it's it's tough. And you know what game we haven't talked about yet this week is, and it's it's going to be a blowout. But the first the first fifteen minutes before the game even starts is going to be fun. Tom Brady coming to oh sure going up to Foxborough. <laughs> Have you seen those promos? They're like a down yeah. promo. It's kind of emotional. It gets me. <laughs> Except it's going to be a complete disaster, and he's oh, going to lo- and and Tom Brady Senior, Alex Guerrero are are going to be on the field taking dumps and uh, <laughs> just absolutely flipping off the most rambunctious, uh, salty group of people ever. And they're going to be the most you know conflicted many- individuals on the planet. There's going to be a good portion of it, so especially with the Patriots start one and two. There's going to be a good portion of them where like, this isn't our year, so it's okay to root for Tom. That They're going to come to that. And there's going to be another portion of it to where it's like, screw Tom Brady. Like, like well, let's, let's kill him. Like, we don't want him right. to win. And then there's going to be that one in the middle that doesn't really care what happens. Sure. But there's going to be this... There's just going to be this growing tide of people that switch over to the middle group who are like really angry as they get more drunk <laughs> in that know. stadium. And as they get more drunk and they get like, and they're just getting killed and they're looking over and, and they're reading all the articles that are starting to rise about, hey, maybe Bill Belichick's not that good of a coach. And for sure, Josh McDaniels is not that good of a coach. Um, and maybe Brady made all of this happen ever and you're headed back down into obscurity. Right. And they're going to get more and really angry and who knows who they'll direct that anger at right and the patriots have some pretty cool red jerseys and i think you're going to see a lot of red jerseys in the stand they're just going to be the buccaneers one not the not the new england patriots ones i I really do there's not going to be a lot of bucks fans in the stands of that game it's going to be a lot of red buccaneer 12 jerseys yeah for sure in the stands of that game and they're all going to be on like kids like all the kids are gonna have like the red buccaneers jersey on right right they grew up they when they were winning and when they were feeling that good feeling and now we're in this era of like kind of following players more than following teams and situations Uh all those kids are and they're gonna be and all those dudes who are diehard patriots fans are gonna hear the screaming for tom brady and they're gonna look over and they're gonna be like i'm gonna punch the person that does this and it's gonna be like a 12 year old and you're like oh my god all of this conflicted like and push down drama in my stomach. What am I gonna do? Right. And you know what's funny is you. I've seen zero hype for Gronk coming back. No one cares. No one cares yeah, that no. Gronk. What Gronk did as well. It's it's all about time as it should be. But you would think that even the promos would throw a bone or two. If Gronk, Gronk catches a touchdown, I think the stadium will erupt. Yeah. In a cheer. Though. Yeah, I mean that's what happened right? when Tony caught a touchdown in, in Arrowhead as right. a member of the Falcons. The, the the stadium cheered. There might not be hype, but I think that that'll be a cool moment if he does score. Right, uh, I kind of hope he does. Oh, I, I mean, if, I mean, I don't know how much I'm going to actually be watching that game. Is he actually so going to play? Better be, it better be early. He got drilled in the in the Rams I guess game. I, I, I don't know if he's actually going to play. So I haven't I haven't followed up, but. Again, I don't know how much I'm going to actually watch that game long term, but it, if it happens early, is that a three twenty five game at least? I think it's a. I think it's the Sunday night. Okay, it? thank God, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a Sunday night game. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like I don't know how much I'm going to watch it because it's the end of the night and it's going to be a blowout. But I will and watch. And if the, the Chiefs start. have lost, I don't have the TV anymore. Don't talk about it. They're <laughs> playing the Eagles. Andy's going for his hundredth win as a member of the Chiefs, which is pretty cool. 
Like, let's yeah, be real. I don't care. We're going to lose now. That's why. That's what makes me think. It's they've that, lost like, the last two weeks. So, so you're saying Andy's never going to get his hundredth win as a coach of the Chiefs? It's not going to be with over oh, two right now. It's not going to be against the Eagles. Okay. It's going to be against. It's Talk about be against, conflicted, conflicted uh, fan base. Oh gosh, I don't know, man. Just beat a team by a lot, and I'll come back on this podcast next week and and change my tune. Okay. All right, we'll see. It. We'll, we'll see it happen. But before we get out of here, though, we gotta we gotta get off the NFL NFL for the last bit because the other Kansas City team, who's been out of the playoffs since that horrendous losing streak they went on back in May or whatever, they're still in the news because Salvador Perez, old Salvi, hit his Royals franchise tying forty eighth home run last night. His 48 home runs lead all of baseball. His 122 RBIs lead all of baseball. There's been nothing else really to consistently talk about other than the play of this guy. But, man, it's been otherworldly how well Salvi's played this year. Yeah, he's great, man. <laughs> You're so dumb with baseball right now. I mean, you got to give the dude great. props. Uh, of course, and we are, and I let you, and we're talking about it on the 52nd minute of a podcast that not a ton of people listen to. And that's where it's going to, that's where it is. That's where Salvador gets his props, and that's because the Royals stink, and it sucks. And yeah, man, hey. I'm just in a bad mood now. Like, I'm glad he did all this. It's incredible. It's when he's forgotten, which is t- besides us. Besides like Royals diehards, it'll be forgotten, which is too bad. I don't, I don't know. I've seen it's, it's because it's Salvi though. It is pretty controversial. Not on the numbers, obviously you can't, you can't be controversial about that. But just it leads into the discussion about catchers because there's a lot of fan bases that are following this and still, you know, it's almost like a, it's almost a meme at this point about oh Salvi actually sucks for a catcher because of of his walk rate and framing. So like, no, I'm serious, like. Right. When you're when you, it's not it's it's a it's not a, it's not just a Royals thing. People are keeping it. it's a baseball baseball fans. Which again, well, what's are, terrible are, about that is that how like it's still when people are talking about it nationally, they're talking about how like oh maybe this is overrated. Who cares? No, that this the is national media isn't doing that. The national sure. media loves Salvi. The national media other fan Salvi. bases right. The Royals. Obviously, the Royals are going to be like he's a god. I mean, it goes Patrick Mahone, Salvador Perez. It does. Jesus it Christ. Does. It does in Kansas City. Right. It's just, I don't know. It's just something that this dude never hit more than 27 in a year. Comes back from Tommy John surgery. Rakes in the 60-game season. Is he going to be able to do it for all six? He's going to play in 161 games as, as a prominent catcher. Right. That's insane. Like, it's just... Again, you could take out that maybe it's only baseball fans and mostly only Royals fans that will remember it. That shouldn't matter. That that's cool. It doesn't matter. You're right. That that's cool. Like when Jorge Soler hit 48 and led the American League in home runs two years ago, that was in a hundred and like two loss season. The Royals are going to at worst only lose 89 this year, which is still a ton of games. Yes, they're not in the playoffs, but it's been a lot more enjoyable baseball to watch this year. And then it was when Jorge Soler did it. And not only is is it more enjoyable baseball, it's the second most important player in franchise history doing it. Right. So that that those those points there are all what makes it a lot more special. I mean, Savage just – I can't wait for his statue to go up out there and, and at Kaufman. But it just – this kind of season is really what Salvi needed to maybe get some more potential Hall of Fame – buzz because prior to that it wasn't he wasn't getting a lot of hall of fame buzz because of 
of the frame rate stuff, which except for on this is, podcast, except for on this podcast, but having having a forty, having a fifty home run season, finishing you know finishing third in MVP voting, playing for a long time, which has yet to be seen, but I think we're heading that way. It's two thirds of the triple crown, right? If he does it, yeah, right, yeah, it's two thirds of the triple crown. So he's only missing average. I mean, if, right, if he's missing that by a lot, but right. Well, I mean, he's still hitting like two eighty. Sure. which is is very respectable but it's just it's it's something that yes we're on nfl and yes the sky's falling with the chiefs and yes the, the nfl is way more interesting than baseball in general I, I get that but it's still worth noting and talking about just how incredible salvi has been and what he's been able to do at this plate is something really we've never seen done at the catcher position before i never totally before. agree it the, so. my my just a little bit uh like darkness the clouds that idea is that it's a footnote instead of the leading something. Right. No, that's fair. Now, if the if the Royals were eighty five and seventy three, he's an MVP. Can. He's like MVP, right? Got to be. Well, no, Otani's MVP. Otani's had MVP locked up for. for oh yeah. Right. So it doesn't matter. It does, I'm just saying. I'm just saying the 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 huge. It it does change if it's a winning ball club, obviously, for sure. just nationally. Now, it's unfortunate because he may be an MVP. In any in some other years, but this year with what Otani's done, with never before seen, with what Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s done on, on a team that may make the playoffs, Salvi's going to finish at best third in the MVP voting. But still, I mean, how often is is the guy other than Mike Trout? How often is the guy one of the top three candidates in the MVP on a team that's going to lose almost ninety games? Not very often. So, <laughs> shout out Mike Trout. Shout out Mike Trout, who's missed all year because just just for you, he hasn't played since not like good. May. He's just he hasn't been since May, just because he knows if he played, you're gonna find reasons to crap on him. But find uh, reasons like I didn't even need to find him. They're staring us right in the face. Yeah, I go to his baseball reference page, and you've never seen more bolded stats. In wow. Your life. I'll, I'll read his his baseball reference page as I'm watching playoff baseball in October and, and always missing him. Yeah. Never on the – never always on the computer screen, never on the TV screen yeah. in October. Yep, that's true. <laughs> I can't argue with that. But <laughs> I just wanted to give Salvi props, give Salvi a little a few minutes just because, again, we've gone away from baseball a little bit, rightfully so, but he has had an incredible season shouldn't go unnoticed and it won't in Kansas City for a long time we'll talk about this season because and again it, it more for than Salvi also some of the young pitchers have, have shown a lot of flashes and if the Royals get back to the postseason next year this year will be a big reason why so definitely not a lost season although no. the wins loss records may may tell otherwise so but I think that's going to do it for us this week. As always, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. You can always follow us on Twitter at FlyoverSportsBF. You can follow me on Twitter at Tenpenny88. And Drew, where can the good people find you? At Drew Clifton. There you go. There you go. Keep it simple for you. But hopefully this time next week we're talking about a dominant win over the Eagles. And you were getting his 100th win. Willie Gay making an impact if he comes back instead of all this – sky is falling stuff that Chiefs fans have endured this last week so looking for better times and all right that's gonna do it for us thanks for listening dad we'll talk to you next week